0: Thanks for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast. On this edition of the podcast, I'm joined by Dean Crutchfield, Chief Business Officer at Omi Cannabis DNA. Their saliva based genetic test analyzes more than 70 genetic markers to give you a personalized wellness report showing your ideal CBD and THC products. Cannabis DNA analyzes an individual's genetic signature with a proprietary algorithm that calculates the predisposition for health conditions that are directly modulated by cannabis. The test also features information concerning how an individual metabolizes cannabinoids, which affects their cannabis experience. To explore more of the Cannabis Today content most relevant to you, visit canna-today.com and filter content by category, host, location, and more. And now, Dean Crutchfield, live from the show floor of the Cannabis World Congress and Business Exposition in New York City. All right, cool. So we're cooking now. Dean Good. Crutchfield, thanks for joining nice the Cannabis to Today podcast. Nice to meet you.
1: Very much, Dean. And you
0: as well. Thanks for coordinating and following up. Uh, well, that's uh, the
1: beauty of an exhibition. When you have thousands of people turning through the turnstiles, you know, there's a lot of chaos, but I, I, I thrive on that. It's a great opportunity to meet lots of people here. And there's a nice combination of you know, consumer brands like CBD, a lot of CBD right. products, but also there's a lot of B2B here, technology, filtration, manufacturing. So it's a nice combination. So there's a really diverse bunch of conversations going on.
0: Absolutely. Before we uh, dig too deep into the expo or Cannabis DNA or or anything Mm. too specific, let's uh, just give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to those who are. Yeah,
1: my name is Dean Crutchfield. I'm the chief business officer of Omi Cannabis DNA. Uh, We developed the product about 18 months ago. It's been going through about 16, 17 months of research and development, and we launched it literally at this show yesterday. So it's a very symbolic event for us. We're really excited about it. You know, we want to be part of that rocket ship and we're trying to cling on its side. And we're talking a category growing at 200%. It's the most rapidly growing industry in the market. So it's a really exciting opportunity and the opportunity to bring some science and a different methodology is really important to us. You know, there's three key things that I think uh, kind of we hold tight. One, because of our test, we're, we're, we're able to discover your perfect match um, which is obviously the science, but the benefit for the customer is that they're now able to personalize their cannabis experience. So that's really key to us. You know. And as for a bigger purpose in terms of our technology and what it brings, we very much want to move marijuana mainstream, and we think we play a role in that. So that's why we're really excited to be uh, on the rocket ship.
0: Absolutely. Glad to join you on the ship. <laughs> we uh, <clears throat> kind of cracked the can of worms a little bit, but mm-hmm. we kind of set the foreground or create a perfect segue for um, what is the 40,000-foot overview of what is cannabis DNA?
1: Well, cannabis DNA is a legitimate test, a genuine DNA test. We look at 70 markers. Those are what they call SNPs, SNPs, and that's what makes you you, your 0.1%. Otherwise, 99.9% we're the same, but that, that 0.1% is what we're looking for in your genetic markers. This is what makes you special. So we look at those markers, <clears throat> so it's a straightforward real test that we do. And then we compare that to 12 traits that we've identified in our research. So these traits for cannabis related is things like uh, stress, anxiety, sleep, pain management, CBD metabolism, THC metabolism. So we've developed a test you know, over the last year and a half that does just that. So based on those traits, we're able to rank you low, moderate or high for pain or sleep or CBD metabolism so that you get a real sense of your genetic makeup so that you really know a lot more about yourself and how you're gonna to react to cannabis or CBD based on the CBD THC ratios, which is key to what we're doing. As we know, it's all ratio, SNPs and terpenes. We cover them all. So that means that it's a really locked down quality product you know, that actually delivers what we say. But don't get me wrong, I'm not dictating to you what you need to do. I'm not recommending because you have a high predisp- predisposition to anxiety that you should seek a doctor. We're not in that business. We're offering you a guide, a direction, like a starter pack. Something that gets somebody who doesn't really know this, but they know there's benefits to think about it in a way that gives them confidence, gives them a sense of security, gives them the ability to have that initial conversation with a bud tender where they have some information to provide and they're just looking for it to be fulfilled. So we're taking out the trial and error, we're taking out the mystery, we're providing that information that gives people more of a lockdown idea of what they're getting into.
0: Excellent. So a couple of the things that I'm hearing lead me to feel like, <clears throat> I guess big picture, that that's an excellent tool and resource for everyone. I think uh, it would largely appeal to, to people, um, the kind the of curious. Uh, and so with regard to, to you know us dropping terms like genetic markers and things like that here today, to the kind of curious... Uh, something like this could seem uh, like an invasive process, you know? What well, do you I, think I for think, me I, think it's, I the absolutely
1: process like? think you should be very cautious of giving your DNA sample. Absolutely. We've been in, we, by the way, have a couple of other DNA tests. That are, You know, one of them is a health and wellness, one of them is skin. We've been doing this for years. We've never sold our data. 23andMe sell data. Ancestry sell data. A lot of people in the DNA sell data. Do you know why? It's the biggest profitable revenue stream they've got. You know, there, you know, I won't mention their name, but they will recently paid $284 million for their data and not all of it, a sample of it. It's a massive profitable business and your information, your DNA is being abused. We don't sell the data. We'll also destroy it for you if you want. So that's a really important part of integrity, but we've got a history of doing it. We've never sold data. We're not six months old. We're not a year and a half old. We're actually nearly 10 years old. And we've been doing DNA tests for a while and we've never sold data. It's a really important point of difference. And I totally understand anybody who's cautious and feels insecure. And that's gonna affect our business too because there's still gonna be that paranoia, that insecurity, how are you really using my data? You know, Can I trust you with my data? This is the big question. So you know, that's something we're learning as we go on, but we don't do that. So my answer to you is basically we don't sell the data. It's secure. We have our own lab. A lot of our competition, they're using uh, labs in China and the, in Asia. Uh, the, the FDA, who we have a relationship with, know we're about, they know we exist. And, you know, they understand that what they like about what we do is we have our own lab in San Diego. Uh, it's a multi-million dollar lab. It's cutting edge. And basically that means you get quality control. You get integrity of the actual service and the, and the research that goes on in the lab. And then you also get that sense of privacy. So it answers a lot of things, not just the fact that we control quality by having our own lab, but we hope it provides more sense of security and, and the idea of privacy for customers, knowing that we have that. We're not shipping this off to China, like a lot of people do. But obviously to do that, that impacts your price because sure. your lab costs money. I've got a head of bioinformatics. I've got a head of R&D for genetics. I've got lab technicians, researchers. That's all major overhead in a good way sure. because it's our own lab, but that comes at a price.
0: Absolutely, that's awesome. And how uh, uh, have you been doing uh, genetic testing specific to cannabis DNA f- uh, for 10 years or? No,
1: no. Well, literally, the cannabis DNA is a very new product for us um, because of our testing and our, the opportunity we saw in the market, we basically developed the test but we already know how to do DNA tests. We already have our own lab, but what you have to do is you, it's the knowledge, it's the information, the CBD THC ratios, understanding the strains, understanding all the CBD tinctures and edibles. There's a lot of time in that, a lot of talking to doctors and research. What's available publicly is typically where you go because of the research papers that are out there. So it's scanning everything you can find that's relevant to the library we need to put together so that we can do the analysis. Uh, so that's really important. That's why it's taken us pretty much 18 months to get it off the ground.
0: Okay. So 18 months from today-ish? today yeah. Literally
1: from yesterday is 18 months. So it, you know, it's been in process for a while. Uh, and it's something we've invested in seriously. And we're very serious about it. You know, we're serious about this market. You know, it's a rocket ship. Like I said, it's, uh, it's got amazing potential. Um, and I think that if you look at the legal cannabis market right now in America, it's about $9.2 billion in value. If you look at that same market in 2024, it's $36.1 billion. It's growing at 200%. You know, you can't you know, ignore that. So we see that opportunity. But I think also there's, it's the Wild West. There's a lot of you know, insecurity. There's a lack of knowledge, a lack of education, mm-hmm. a lack of research. So how do we bring a, a sense of some rigor, some science, some methodology that answers those big questions we have? So again, I'm not saying what we do should dictate your performance, your behavior, your consumption. We're, in a sense, just trying to get you in the right direction and get you started and give you some confidence and give you some knowledge you know, that otherwise you know, maybe you don't have. So that, that's the idea. But again, moving marijuana mainstream, you know that's the biggest opportunity we have. And that's where we see something like our DNA test, cannabis DNA, really helping that movement to mainstream.
0: Sure. Prior to, uh those 18 months still being in the same field what is your experience like be it uh as part of the neighborhood as as a father as a, a son a brother you know making the transition into the cannabis industry was there is there any stigma
1: or or uh so ad- it's, adverse? It's, it's a great question and do and you know 8 out of 10 doctors, and you know, this is something I've researched a lot, but 8 out of 10 doctors in America believe in marijuana. They have no problem with it. They actually see benefits. They want it prescribed. That's 8 out of 10 doctors. I'm talking MDs. There's 1.2 million doctors, MD doctors, internists in this country. 8 out of 10 say they're good to go with it. If you look at the American population, 60% of Americans agree with recreational marijuana. We're not even talking legal. You know, so basically the opportunity is absolutely huge. You know, the the country wants this. People want this. They understand the benefits. You know, the green prohibition is over. This is the green wave. And we all get it. We understand it. So I think you'd be amazed how many, or, you know, ordinary, you know, good consuming people out there are fascinated and interested. So... You know, my story was about a lady a couple of months ago that basically we're having a nice conversation. She gets it. She likes it. She knows it. For months, she's been thinking about it. She has some issues. We didn't get into that. But she knew and, and affiliated herself some, some stuff she'd been hearing. But here's the problem. She said to me, I, and I said, well, well how come you she said, I'm not using it. I said, what do you mean? You've just, you know, you've just basically said it's fantastic. And she said, I'm, I don't want to get high. She was thinking about cbd that she was going to get high from it and so that was holding her back there's my market there's the education and the knowledge to give someone confidence since that conversation she's now using cbd and she's loving it um, so basically that just shows you there's a lot of naivety out there and when i say education i don't mean condescending i mean knowledge information so one of the things that we want to be as a, as you know as cannabis dna is to be a source of authority So, you know, we're constantly building our library of strains, you know, so we understand all their cbd THC ratios and tinctures and edibles and and CBD oils. So we're constantly building the library. But nonetheless, you know, it's about being a source of authority. You know, we're, we've listed all the dispensaries that are in the market. So if you're in Florida, we'll, you know, you can go to our site and find them. There are other sites to do that, don't get me wrong. But we're trying to be that source of authority, useful, useful information, useful knowledge. I think that's what the market needs right now. You know, because of the, 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 the perception issues of it's not controlled, it's not regulated. There are no, you know, uh, consistent manufacturing processes out there. You know, these are the big questions being asked right now
0: what have the biggest uh, hurdles been uh, having made the transition into cannabis and cannabis DNA um, from an owner operator
1: entrepreneurial money standpoint? money investment funds you know one of the things we're doing is we spend a lot of our business in uh, working with doctors which is great business we like it but we want the scale You know, my strategy as far as a business, as a brand, is I want volume, value, and margin. And I think a lot of people in here need to learn that strategy because everyone's worried about their profit. That's the last thing you need to be thinking about right now. You need volume. You need to get your scale up. Whether it's 5,000 units, 10,000 units, somehow you've got to get your volume. Once you get that volume going, you can understand your value. And that value is your unit cost, your manufacturing price, but also your MRSP, your retail price. And obviously, you're going to have to you know, move that and be flexible with that to get the volume. But once you've got volume, you can then look at value and pricing. And only then do you start worrying about margin. And if you look at anybody investing, any smart investor, any VC firm, they understand that. So to me, that's the principle of our business. How do we get that volume? Well, you've got to go direct-to-consumer. Well, direct-to-consumer costs money. Sure. You know, We ain't talking just a few bucks. We're talking some serious you know, lucre. That needs to be invested in that so you know we're we're looking at venture raising money at the moment individual investors and venture capital uh to help us build that business in a number of ways so absolutely good question um you know there's a lot to learn from this especially if you're looking to gain finance or get finance
0: sure how about from um an information and and educational place with such a vast understanding and practical experience in and around genetic testing then enters the complementary side for cannabis DNA of the vast understanding of the plant and its makeups yeah, and its effects. But there's
1: there's there's a lack of research. I mean, that's the thing affecting the category is there isn't enough scientific research. Obviously, it's happening now. Abbott, you know, Glaxo, any of them are looking at this in a major way. Actually, as a sidebar for our conversation, be careful CBD. If that's ever considered a medical term, bye bye, off you go into the world of healthcare. Yep has major implications for this industry. And I think that has major implications because it points to consolidation, it points to M&A, it points to acquisition. You know, is Canopy Growth gonna be independent? Is MedMen? I doubt it. I reckon their acquisition targets clearly. So I think that there's a lot to learn from where we're going, but I think my personal transgra- uh, transition into the industry has been one where it, 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 it needs direction. You know, to me it needs strategy. I think I've come from the world of building brands and going to DTC and looking for funding is basically being a consumer brand. So what can you learn from other consumer brands, you know, and how do you cheat and steal those great ideas and apply them to yourself in a way that can make you successful? So that's the the big thing is marketing strategy, brand strategy. If you look around our category, it's all pretty cheap and tacky, but hey, no one's got a lot of money. Sure. So real investment in brand building, real investment in marketing is what's really called for. And that's how the winners are going to win, because everybody out there has got similar products, whether it's CBD. You know, there's a lot of similarity. So that's the, the idea. It's a fledgling industry like the original brewing industry it had thousands of brewers. Then the consolidation came. And then, of course, it's fragmented again with you know, nearly two and a half thousand, three thousand 3,000 microbrewers in the States again. But if you look at industries like that, you know the curve. If you look at wine, if you look at cigarettes, they all consolidated. So this industry is going to consolidate too. It's just a question of when, and I don't think that's that far away. So these are the things that I see and excite me about being in the business. Awesome.
0: What uh, You mentioned uh, learning in passing from you know, the, the growing industry around us. What are you learning for better or worse this weekend?
1: Well, I think one of the things I'm learning again is too many people worrying about margin. Um, too many people, well, actually, you should worry about investment. You should worry about how to find investors. And I think, again, I notice a lot of naivety about how do you get out there and find that funding. There's a lot of money out there very interested in this category. So how do you approach it? Um, and I was, you know, I'm doing a lot of that work right now looking at individual investors, which, of course, are very popular because they don't want all your company. Uh, but I'm also looking at VCs. And you know, there's only 798 VCs in America. Uh, and it's actually declined a little bit. So there are a few of them, but they've got a lot of money and a lot of them are very interested in this category, but you've got to find that one. And one of the things I've been saying to a lot of people who are looking to find multiple investors is when you look at the market of VCs, private equity, you don't need to worry about finding three, four or five. You just need to find one. Do you know why? They operate in packs. So once you find the one VC, they've got their network of other VCs they'll bring into the financing deal. Sure. So really, it suddenly reduces the scale and stress, as it were, of what you need to do. But you've still got to find the one. So again, you've got to go to the crunch bases of the world, understand the VCs, break them down, get their names. But you've really got to do your research and understand you know, what, what appeals to them. But I'll have to be honest, it's still a bit of spray and pray. You know, I've got 500 VCs on my list, and there's 798. And I'm going to hit them all, right? because I'm going to hopefully find the, the handful there that want to talk shop. So it's understanding the, the fact there's a few of them, understanding the opportunities with them. It's understanding how they speak. You know, they don't want you to be a financial expert. They want you to know your business. Um, so very much now they're talking about things like compound annual growth rates, popular KGAR, they call it. Or they're looking at the customer acquisition costs, which for this lot here in this exhibition, those costs are pretty high. So these are the types of things that I've been learning as I've come into this business, but it's a great appeal to investors, but they're investors. You know, we need to think of them as that. So we've got to be prepared, and we've got to be you know, polished in terms of what we've got, and our growth trajectory, and understanding of our overhead costs, and our customer acquisition costs. These are key to get your head around.
0: Well said. Is this uh, your first CWCB Expo, or have you? This is
1: my first. I actually know Don Hammerston, uh, who runs the, who owns the event, runs the event. Great yeah. guy. Big um, shout out to
0: MJ Bulls, yeah. right? Hey,
1: MJ Bulls, there we go. So know that, and Osiris who's also a key player here. So we've been speaking to them for some months. We're very excited. I, you know, I'm interested in learning more about Boston. I think that's another event they're having. Uh, you know, it's good to have grown up exhibitors like this in the industry. You know, we need to be reflected well upon that we're not some small kooky bunch of businesses doing cookies in a small dispensary. You look around here, we're an industry. And I think people are waking up to that. So this is a serious exhibi- exhibitor, you know, in some major cities, you know, doing a major favor for the industry. And I think we need that, um, you know, because I think that, again, a lot of perception and investors is, is dogged a little bit by the the recreational users, shall we call them. Right. And God bless them. Sure. But basically, it's, you know, it has a reputation issue that there's that association. But you know that's changing just mm-hmm. by looking in at this event. But that we need to take a position that depositions us from that reputation. And to me, bringing science, methodology, sophistication, technology does just that. It brings order and consistency to an industry. So it can help define itself, so it can be mainstream. And one of the things that I've been saying a lot while I've been here is the power of women. Um, if you look at the 55 million users of marijuana in the US, half of those are regular users. But if you look at it, it's about 30% millennial, 30% Gen X, 30% baby boomer. It's really fascinating. But the breakout's 55% men, 45% women, and I, I believe it's women who are going to drive this industry mainstream. Not men, women. I think they're more health conscious, uh, they're more collaborative, uh, they're more into that idea of sharing and caring with friends, associations. So. To me, the opportunity is with women. Um, and, you know, and I really do believe that they're, gonna, they're the ones who are going to help this industry become a, move to a mainstream proposition.
0: Because of that relationship, to or uh, because of the awareness in and around uh, health? health and, consciousness. Yeah. I
1: mean, you know, what we're doing, the, 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 the problem we solve is giving the health-focused consumer a new control of their health. Well, there's no one more health-focused than women. Um, So we're really interested in that. Um, In fact, our our core market, our target market, our sweet spot is a 37-year-old to 45-year-old lady who's a professional with a family or married or mother. Um, But that 37, 45-year-old sweet spot, but she's not a recreational user, hasn't really used the product, is that lady I spoke to. She was actually 38. That's why I'm mentioning that example of that woman talking about CBD getting her high. Sure. That's the market you know, that's a huge market. So I think that that really excites us, you know, in terms of how we think about that target, um, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, what's driving our business going forward. So I'm a big believer in that. So that. That's another one of my, I say, insights on the category.
0: Right on. Where can we get in touch, learn more, or find you on uh, you social? You can find me
1: at uh, Dean uh, sorry, dean at omiewellness.com or you can just go to cannabisdna.com for our website. Um, and uh, again it's dean at omewellness.com that's O-M-E wellness so please reach out to me, I'm, I'm available for any conversation, I think connections, partnering mutual benefit, all that lovely language is something that I'm very interested in, um, you know and if there's any way I can help you, you know kind of help you through the quagmire of building a brand or marketing or uh, talking to VCs, you know I'm, I'm always up for a, a conversation and collaboration
0: that said, maybe this isn't our last conversation, <laughs> Dean. I appreciate you Absolutely. joining the podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank Enjoy you. the
1: show. And you. Thank, Thank
0: you. Thank you. To learn more about Omi Cannabis DNA, visit CannabisDNA.com. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks again for listening to the Cannabis Today podcast.